This episode of the Jay Jones Last Kicker is brought to you by Guys Note and Victor Wrench and Plastic Object. This program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Show number 408. It is Thursday, February 18th, 2021. I bet you didn't think you would hear from us this week, did you? In fact, I wonder if there were odds in Vegas on wondering if the streak of doing a show every week would finally come to an end because Fort Worth is in the middle of a crazy-ass snowmageddon, icemageddon, whatever the hell it is. In fact, all of Texas is. Texas this week has shown its ass. We always thought we were a badass state. Until old Mother Nature just reached down with her middle finger and said, Nope, y'all aren't as cool as you thought you were. Y'all can't survive on your own. Your power grid isn't as strong as you thought it was. Of course, all that will be rantings and ravings we'll probably get in next week. uh, When Matt's back. In fact, I don't even know where Matt is. I'm not even sure if Matt's alive. We've both been without power. Um, I went about 66 and a half hours, almost 66.6 hours without electricity um, here at the house. Matt lost electricity about the same time in his apartment, and then he just went off grid. I don't know if he's out in the wilderness, in the woods. Um, surviving like Bear grills off the land. I don't know if he's, you know, eating human flesh in the basement of some abandoned house he found over in North Dallas. He may have people down in a well, and he may be uh, telling them to put lotion on their skin so he can make human clothing out of them. I don't know. I have no clue where he's at. Last I heard, he left his apartment. He went to his um, parents down in South Arlington. And we joked about doing a show this week and how angry and full of angst we both are at the way the system has failed us this week. So hopefully he returns next week. Hopefully, he hasn't become a cannibal and is surviving off humans just to make his way into this world. This week has been crazy for those that aren't here in Texas. The entire state, for the first time in history, was put on a winter weather advisory. Every single county across the state. That has never happened before. Um... We reached the coldest that it's ever been in the DFW area, uh, negative two. That was on uh, Tuesday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. And then uh, we also have snow happening all along the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. Normally, Arctic blasts aren't this hard, but this one was extremely brutal. And it's been a it's been a fun and interesting week. So we weren't able to do the show on Tuesday. Because of not having any power. And the roads are still pretty slick. There's still snow and ice everywhere. Um, So Matt couldn't make it over here for us to record a show. We also had guests lined up. They've been moved to next week. Um, That'll be fun. So instead of bringing our long-running... Uh, of having a show put out every week for now 408 weeks. I figured I'd put some together um, with some audio we captured this summer. Uh, Some of y'all may remember that our friend Susie Ramone wrote an article about us in the Fort Worth Weekly um, back in the September 9th issue of the Fort Worth Weekly. That was September 9th, 2020. 
Um, if you go to fortworthweekly.com and look up or just put in Fort Worth Weekly Jerry Jonestown Massacre, you can read the awesome article she wrote. It's really amazing. Badass. But in July, she came over and did the pre-interview with us. And in typical JJTM fashion, I was like, let's do it in the temple and I'll just record the audio. So before one of our shows, she came over and sat down with us for an hour, hour and a half, something like that, and did a a quick interview, which some of that material is what showed up in the um, article. Some of it was omitted because the editors didn't like it, and some stuff was added later when it needed a little more flavor and juice. But anyway, she did a fantastic job, and I figured this week... Since we can't do a normal show, let's just roll out this interview audio and you can see (laughs) what she had to work with as Matt and I are being complete jackasses about everything. We tried to be serious, but, you know, that didn't last for so long. So, here you go. Here's the audio. Enjoy, and we'll be back next Tuesday with a full-on show um, with a few surprise guests that are pretty well known in this Fort Worth music scene. So um, enjoy, and here we go. Today is July 14th, 2020. July 14th. The time is 5.53 p.m., and we will start this deposition in three, two. It's amazing because... Do we have to state our names? Oh, yeah. Could you please state your name for the record? Are we giving her three questions no. until we go That's, sexuality? We don't do that on this? Um, my name is uh, Dustin Schneider. And I'm not giving out my address. How old are you? 43. Okay. And you are? <laughs> my name is Matt Stubbs. How old are you? I am 44. <laughs> are we going to do the sexual humor? At three questions or not? We're going to do we're the... Do no, no. Okay. <laughs> that was the I was once eating policy. Okay, I was once eating policy. I don't want to do We're going to do the Epstein thing, so right? So this is going to be a real interview. So, so uh, some people say you have an uh, egg-shaped <laughs> penis. <laughs> so we are here today because I'm writing up a piece for the Fort Worth Weekly for your seven-year anniversary. Congratulations. I don't know if you told you that. So, no. Yeah. So I just, I've got some questions. Um, and I thought of more on the drive over here, and then I promptly forgot them because I didn't stop and write them down. So That's why you have a phone, and you push record. Quit the, telling uh, me what to memo. do. Audio memo. While keeping your eyes on the road. Yeah. At all times. At all times. Okay. So your seven-year anniversary is on July 31st, right? That was the first show? Yeah, I can't yes, believe it. Yes, that's the when the first show was posted. I think we actually did. We did a few shows before that. Practice shows, warm-up shows to see if it was going to work. Uh-huh. Those are messy. <laughs> well, a lot of them were extremely drunk because the idea of the show was to start as soon as we got done <laughs> drinking at the bar and do this late at night. Which on usually a, meant when the bar shut down. Yeah. Friday or Saturday. So the yeah. first few shows were at 2 in the morning, 2.30 <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. And they were not the two-hour-long format. <laughs> well, sometimes they were longer. They, oh, sometimes really? they were longer. It depends on what kind of drunken rants we would get on. Oh, that's interesting. So when you first started, like, what was your listenership like? Like, how many people did you have looking at listening? <laughs> yeah. Just you guys, just your friends. It was just to entertain ourselves. We had Seth, me, <laughs> and you. Uh, we'd make my girlfriend at the time listen. We'd torture her, Jennifer. <laughs> I wouldn't, no, Jennifer We didn't even listen. torture her. I think no. when we did the... Our friends actually started listening when we had a party here, a New Year's Eve party. And that's when yeah. people started taking so interest So you guys in started in July, had a New Year's Eve party, and then people really started listening. So it was like six months. We kind of had a period where we didn't take it too serious, right? Yeah, we weren't taking it too serious because it was still just to entertain us. Mm-hmm. And like keep us from spending money at the bar. Yeah, so you guys would go to the bar, spend your money. At first. Oh, at well, first. Well, we had a void. Dustin and I at the time, because we had just gotten ditched by our drummer in the Aww. band we were in. And but so didn't he get hurt? That's why you guys got ditched by he him? He got hurt. Oh, okay. He hurt his back. Marks. When you're listening to this back, that's when I did the <laughs> air quotations. He hurt his back. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. He hurt his time. back at work. Um, so 
so fast forward seven years and your listenership mm-hmm. is how many people per week? I don't know per week because I just look at it per month and I haven't uh-huh. looked at it in a couple of months. But the average is... should be a good time to look at it. I'm actually doing that right now. Oh, okay. The average was... Uh, last time I checked, it was around 80000 a month. A little, <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then... So you guys had this idea that this is what you wanted to do. Like, how hard was it to make it happen? It was his idea. Originally. It was my idea, but it wasn't really taken serious till he came was coming home from Austin from a bender in Amarillo. Was listening to was it Amarillo? Yeah, it was July. F- uh, it was a pr- it was some type of party up in Amarillo at Todd's place. I knew we would be good at it, mm-hmm. and I told Dustin about it, and he was kind of yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, uh, but then he heard a podcast with. Uh, Jason, uh, J- Kevin uh, Smith, Kevin and Smith Jason, and Jason Muse, yeah, Muse, yeah. And then he came back on fire. All of a sudden, hey, let's do this. Let's do podcast. it. Come on! And so shortly after, it was like two weeks after that, we actually started working on it. Right? You know what we did? Yeah, because we had this studio sitting out here full of gear, but it was just gathering dust. So you basically had all the equipment that you needed to start a podcast without really knowing that you had all the equipment you needed to start a podcast yeah That's except the talent awesome. we, just, we didn't know the, we didn't have the talent you didn't have <laughs> we didn't know we, we were talented. <laughs> we talent. that's pretty funny and then the lineup has morphed a bit over the years it has um are you guys happy with the way that it's changed yeah i think the more mature we got with doing it and experience Mm-hmm. We started uh, zoning in and realizing what made Dustin and I sound like we were better at it than we than we really were. <laughs> we became uh, you start once you start getting people in here. The more people you get in, I think the more you realize like uh, you see your progression and see people that are green come in and they kind of get shy on the mic and stuff. And Dustin and I have learned to kind of work off each other's chemistry now at this point. And, the first band we had in was The Confounded. Was it? Really? Which were friends of ours. Which made it easy. Yeah, which made it easy because I, I went on a photo shoot with them. And I was like, hey, you guys, we started this podcast thing up. You want to come in and just talk about your band? And How soon was that record? after you started that you had them on? Was it like after that New Year's party? Is that when I was no. drunk in the vacant building and running through the woods? And almost fell down a chute seven stories. Man. Maybe. <laughs> Dude, the confounded always getting people in trouble. I think it was. No, was it? Uh, it was maybe. the dude from the Caterpillars was in the band at the time, right? Yeah. Um, Osiki. Yeah. And <laughs> he, uh, I think uh, Dustin was like, hey, I'm going to go take pictures. And I went along and did more drinking than assisting <laughs> but that area is kind of crazy like that yeah how funny what was so, the question so new year's <laughs> was 2014 it was show 77 77 77 we had had 77 weeks wait that doesn't make sense that doesn't that doesn't add up then never mind well there was a time when we were doing two shows a week wasn't there here it is uh-oh Show 27, so 27 weeks in, we had uh, The Confounded was the first band in. Interesting. But okay. we had Matt Thomas in before that. He came in immediately. Show 9. Yeah. Was he already doing his podcast at that time? No, no. he no? was not. But he said um, he was in, he came in to plug The Confounded, and they were playing the Bryan Street Tavern. That show was called Matt Thomas Kills a Racist Hooker. Can't do that anymore. Wow. Can't say that anymore. Why can't you say that anymore? I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff at the beginning of our, our uh, catalog that we <laughs> could not get away with at this point with saying. Because we have a pretty liberal sense of humor. Yes. And um, so there's some jokes that we have made before, especially when Seth was on the show. Yeah, and uh, that if you made that type of joke now, you would get assassinated by the whole community. <laughs> which, I mean, honestly, we were immature and stupid, and probably didn't need to be talking that way anyway. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it was like when I, when you hear me bust the uh, R word, I guess, right? <laughs> yes. 
uh, I mean, it was stuff like that. It wasn't like right, 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 right. We don't hang out with racist or misogynist <laughs> assholes or. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? You don't think Seth's a misogynist asshole? I don't hang out with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he left. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we would run our friends in here. We ran poor Jennifer in here a few times just to so we'd get our feet under us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, I don't know, just started take, taking on. Oh, we, I'd say when we started focusing on the local music scene, too, because we kind of had a background with local music. And once we started getting uh, Dufort Records involved, that's when it really got legs, too. That was one of the things. And that all kind of happened around that same year as when we did the uh, New Year's Eve show, the Labia Plast show, and the uh, Dufort Records. We started getting those guys in here from Show 65. The title card is Richard Mooning You. Yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore. I don't this think we can do that hashtag do that. This was hash, before hashtag me too, right? And yeah. Before Trump was even, like, thinking about running for president and yeah. fucking up everything. Oh, I can't, I can't cuss, can I? Yeah, no, you well, can, because no, I'm just, just listening to it, and I'm going to write You can it. edit that part out. Yeah, no, okay. I'm not, it's not going to be sound at all. Yeah. Unless we decide to Are you going to be quoting it. us? What? Yeah, I'm going to be writing, like, from this. Um, I did think about releasing this later on down the road. It's something, but... Okay. Um, But then we can just talk however we want. So, um, you hit on something that I wrote down here, Matt, that you guys have this really good chemistry that makes, like, great radio duos, great radio duos, or podcast duos, good podcast duos. Like, have you guys figured out what the secret is to that? Is it just longevity of knowing each other? Is it having the same sense of humor? Like, what's your secret? Are you talking about the chemistry between Dustin and I? Yeah. Not between you and me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. Dustin, I think we just that. enjoy each other's company. It's fun. The I have you, fun with Matt. Yeah, and the more you do it, it's, it becomes less bumper cars. Yeah. Like, I can kind of tell where Dustin's going to go with something a lot of times, and he can kind of tell where I'm going to go with stuff. I know when to let Dustin... Like, take the governor off, and he knows when to do it to me. Is it governor or governor? Governor. Is it governor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows when to take it off me and just let me go, and he, I know when to just let him go. And and then sometimes we both go at the same time. <laughs> when we first started, it wasn't like that. It was more of a bumper cars. Oh, you talk. Now you talk. You talk. And then you have <laughs> guests in that wouldn't talk at all, and we just kind of sometimes would be yeah, like all a, just uh, looking at each other. Well, we had a with Seth in here, there was a lot of bumper cars. Yeah, he liked to when you start having or uh, park three, and then Will joined us for a while. Will Dumpke, that was another set of bumper cars that was all working around because Will was just going to produce, but then he got a mic and you know, which we still haven't found a producer. We're mm-hmm. seven years in, but well, we kind of really don't need one anymore. It's nice to have someone to take care of the booking for us, but there's nothing to book right now. Mm-hmm. But the producing part, we would love to have. We'd love to have a producer to come in here and look things up to hold us to our. Like, yeah, yeah. Make sure we're not talking out of our butt too much. Because it does take away when you've got to stop down and look. Right. You're it, like, oh. I it kills know. the momentum of the show, I think. Yeah. And then you have bumper cars. <laughs> so thinking about the first year, like. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, super cringeworthy moments that you're just like, I can't believe we did that? Is there anyone that sticks out? Hey, we had Emerson in before Confounded. Emerson Wendy did the phone interview, West Coast rapper. Oh, okay. And he, and it was cool. That was, we were kind of over our heads because we tried to do a remote from California before we even had done a interview with a band locally. (laughs) New Year's Eve was uh, show 24, but... Cringeworthy moments. Mm-hmm. I'd say when Dustin and I would start yelling at each other, or Seth, when our little uh, when we roll pink, which what's that mean? That means on air recording. Um, when you go back and listen to some of the dumb stuff that was said, and your 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 uh, the way you sound when you were arguing, stuff like that. Like, these were real arguments; they weren't fake arguments. Well, uh, yeah, we we. At the beginning, I'd say the first arguments. year we had yeah real arguments because our egos were in the way. We we were, we were trying to act like we were something we weren't, and mm-hmm. and sometimes 
and we weren't fig- we hadn't figured out what direction we want to go. Like there were some ideas that I'd want to do that Dustin would hate and Seth would hate, and then some ideas Dustin wanted to do with Seth and I'd hate it. And like we just didn't know what we were just doing. Right. But I would say those and the drunk shows. Like we had a really bad uh, a, a tendency to get really drunk for the <laughs> first year too, didn't we? Yeah, and a lot of stuff we yeah. And then you say yeah, stupid stuff. Yeah, because the show was built around... <laughs> the bar. <laughs> the bar and not drinking at the bar, saving money, drinking here, yeah. and just going nuts. Because we were doing it on Sunday, on Saturday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, whichever yeah. night we wanted. And they were like, well, we need to steady. So then we went to Sunday nights for a little while. Yeah. And then it was like everybody was doing their podcast on Sunday nights. And we started wanting to do the live feed aspect of it. And with Jeffrey Lord doing his on Sunday nights, Whiskey Boy was doing his on Sunday nights, and then us, it was just kind of all over the place because yeah. everybody wanted to listen to each other once we went live. Oh, you guys would do live stuff? With, like Mixler. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. we'd play it through. And then we finally just were like, well, let's do a night during the week. And it was going to be Wednesday for, for a while. Was it Wednesday for a while? For just a short little bit, but then we're like... You got tied up because of, uh, of kids. <laughs> yeah. No kids. But <laughs> um, Tuesday night, I was like, let's you do it on Tuesday night. He doesn't like to get tied up. Because that's the day. And used to be that was the big release and press day was Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like, let's do it on Tuesdays. Let's it also it made Tuesdays. sense because we wouldn't be party mode. Yeah, full on party mode. So it kept us in line a How little bit. How long did it take you guys to get to Tuesday? I was like, well, half wow, a year. Uh, well, maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a year. I'd have to go in and look at the dates. Um, That's okay. I'm trying to find the numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Having an issue over here. That must mean they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, I forgot the password. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite episode? Oh, man. I have a lot. Yeah, there's times. Like, I think my favorite shows by far is when it's just Dustin and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when we get the best They're chemistry. Fun. Especially when we eat products and stuff before. <laughs> I was like, where is he and, going with or, that? Or, or uh, like, partake in. Are we having a meal? On, in uh, things before that are not legal yet in the, <laughs> the state of Texas. State of Texas. But uh, those tend to be really good shows. Um, KMFDM. KMFDM was cool. That was crazy. Uh, and to be able to ask Sasha a question he's never been asked in their entire yeah. career and him freak out about it and yeah. be like, dude. Are you talking about the hamburger commercial or question or the other one? Are hamburgers better than Hamburg? Yeah. That was a good question. Was but a good question. the one about uh, Brute, his artist, Yeah, that does all oh, the cover uh-huh. album, no one's ever asked him about Mm-hmm. The relationship with Brute. And we should probably re-release that show. We probably should. It was great. The um, I think when we did that deal for Dwayne and the Southern Train guys, the Fuzzed Out Fest, the Fuzzed Out Fest, that was a really cool time because the bands took us serious, and like even the national acts that came in sat mm-hmm. down, and um, I wish I hadn't got so blackout, but uh, that was a cool one. That was a long list of badass bands we had in. It was cool. Night. Yeah, the um looking back like the uh I think it was cool that we were the first interview for the guys in the the founders of Fortress Festival. Um whether they like to admit it or not, we were the first ones that gave them any kind of on-air yeah, press. That is true. And mm-hmm. um they've kind of grown successful. Uh that was cool. Man, there's a lot. I think the most enjoyable time, though, is when we just walk out of here and we go, that was a good one. Like mm-hmm. You can feel it. You're all electric from just whatever happens in here. One of my uh, absolute favorites was when we got to sit down with uh, Peter Thomas, Slow Road, and we did that. Yeah. The Suicide, Suicide Awareness Show. Yeah. It was super serious. That one was great. Um. Yeah, because we were coming on the tail end of several suicides lo- in the yeah. local music community. The scene was going through. I think another fun. good show was when we interviewed the guys on Pinkish Black. And 
I don't think they had really. They broke some boundaries that night that, that they, they had never expected had. to. Yeah, they about they had never talked about. You have to listen. <laughs> uh, they just talked about their past and how they got their name and some of the things that happened, and it was just an emotional night, kind of for everyone involved, especially those those two guys. And I think it was good for the community and good for um, for Pinkish Black. Awesome. And it was re- damn sure good for us. It was. They even said it was therapeutic. Yeah. Very cool. The uh, before I became a member of the spectacle, the first time they came in that was wild. Was absolute bonkers. Absolute. <laughs> that's the first time I felt like I had. Me and Matt have no control over anything we're doing here. And it was also like we found our long lost gang of like our brothers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where they came in and fit right in, and we kind of everybody felt real comfortable and. It got very. Did you know any of those guys before? Smoky that? in here. Yeah, we knew. Well, we um, had talked to James a couple times setting it up, but we knew the band for had talk, a while. Yeah, I'd talked to Peter, um, Dave a few times, and Dave a few Dave times. At I didn't know guitar Andy. Center, and I talked to him a yeah. few times about guitars and stuff. New, <laughs> new guitar center, Dave. And then Gorgera came to town with Mastodon and Coverlatech. Cover- did this amazing show at was it um, Southside Ballroom? Uh, I almost said Bronco Bowl. Yeah, Southside Side Ballroom. Ballroom. And James was there, and I was like, "Dude, we're a podcast. You're a record label. Here's my card, or something. We exchange numbers, or something." Uh-huh. And then and it was shortly, shortly after, after that, that we, they did the Do for Halloween, and Shauna and I went over there for that. Mm-hmm. Or did we both go over there for that? Uh, that w- was that the one that where they played uh, Reno's or something, or they played the Curtain Club. No, that was me. They that was about a year after we started hanging with them, though, wasn't it? Well, this was the first time I had actually talked to James about doing the show before like, him. And um, are you talking about when they did the Curtain Club one? Yeah, when was they did Ozzy and they did Metallica. Uh, the spectacle did Metallica. Oh no, I, I didn't go. to Shallon that. did Ozzy with Jesse Fry. Got up there and did. That uh, was at Reno's, wasn't it? When did we go see them at Reno's and we played talk with to them at Reno's? Huh? We played with them at Reno's with Shallon Desquad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we opened for them at Reno's. <laughs> Sorry, I was once eaten. Yeah, I opened with them. <laughs> Done some drugs since then. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that was crazy. And then now modern, man, I love when Juma comes in. Yeah, he's always freaking well, fun. Another and thing then our that was freaking good, out. Good, good, good buddies of me thanks anytime yeah. they're involved with anything. And then to like after this we're gonna do a show with one of my idols growing up, um voice master of DFW, Chris Ryan. Yeah, Chris Ryan's the coming Eagle. in. And That's when today? He, yeah, he's gonna do a metal show with us tonight. And the first time he said yes and came on, that freaked me out. Did it? Yeah, and then we got Jake from the ticket <laughs> and that freaked me out. Uh, just because those are kind of accomplished radio dudes that I hold in high regard. And at the end of the day, podcasters just want to be radio DJs, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) comedians. we released this July 31st. So in August, we had 368 listeners for the entire month of 2013. By December... We had four thousand nine hundred and fifty-four. Oh, that's what was kind of yeah. weird. Was that first six months? It yeah. went. The first month did this, and then it doubled, and then that doubled, and then it doubled again. And we're like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, and it. Well, we did just a bunch of listening. we did a bunch of social media blitz, and that's how yeah, we came that's in true. contact with and the stickers. Uh, the whisk, whiskey uh, boy radio, and that's one of my cringeworthy moments. I would say is fighting him. When I was, um, yeah, I was. Kind of, we were kind of disrespectful at first because we didn't know. Well, he came in. Being we didn't know what to do. To we were immature to the whole podcast thing, and so our way of making a name for ourselves was to just make fun of everyone. And we all kind of harped on uh, Whiskey Boy Radio a little too much. But he also came in and said... Yeah, he came in and did a political show and he's very... He was uh, very opinionated with his political Very right wing and then afterwards he's like, hey, you know how you get more attention is we should start some beef with each other. We did. And, and we did and then it got he way took too it really hard. serious. And so I would say I wish I didn't go down that route where we were just cocky and 
and rude to people that we probably shouldn't have been rude to. That's probably the most cringeworthy is the thing that happened with him. And it happened at a weird time in my mm-hmm. life because I'd just gotten stabbed. And so he, we don't know if he was playing back or playing or whatever, but he made some comments that he regretted and I made some we've, comments I regretted. So We've seen a loss since COVID. The what? I'm we've sorry? seen a loss of listeners since COVID. Oh, really? Let's hit a COVID chapter here after a while. <laughs> you can ask us a question like since COVID's hit. I would think it would have been higher. That's interesting. A lot of people aren't are working from home or aren't working. I mean, the yeah, shows I would think they always. Would, I would little, think they would listen more then. Well, a lot of our people, a lot of the people that email us or write in or send text messages or whatever, are listening from are listening work. to us in their cubicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always been a big point of what people, when they ask us, like, "Man, y'all do a two-hour show, or y'all go longer than that, or y'all are more than an hour," and it's like, well. A lot of people we had we did surveys years ago, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like, "No, long shows are great because I'm listening to you at work. You're helping right. me get through the day, or they divide it up. You're helping me get through my drive back and forth to work, or you're helping me get through the week. Mm-hmm. You know, they listen to it through the 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 end of the week from Wednesday to Friday whenever it's released. So it's just kind of like, okay, let's keep going because I think our our argument at the beginning for all of us was like, hour done. Yeah, but so then we when we started getting feedback, hour. some of our good conversations <laughs> though don't come until the towards the end of the show too. We have a lot of Easter eggs and shows that people don't know about because they never finish it because they're so annoyed with me and my voice. Well, and that is I, I'm um, not ever annoyed with you and your voice. When I first started listening, no, I like I think everybody's used to it now. I, both of ours. I was like, I asked Jeff. I was like, who is that man that does this thing? I was like. Like, he gives me goosebumps. Makes your private parts <laughs> vibrate? <laughs> Made my private parts is vibrate. Is this going to be in the interview? Yeah, okay. of course. All right. Yeah. Support this. Then. It yeah. is a local paper. You can't say it. It was one. totally Dustin. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it was, though, that, like... It was you. The... <laughs> having... Getting that feedback... And extending the show longer mm-hmm. and longer and longer. Yeah. And now it's just like second hand to us. Yeah. Like now we just, whatever end, we have found that when you start feeding your guest whiskey. Oh, yeah. I've got that question. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. But that's Give okay. All our Go ahead and away. talk and I'll just write. Okay. Go ahead. When you have that magic elixir of whiskey and it starts kicking in after about the one hour mark, you start getting great stories. And I think that's helped out over the years with, yeah. I'm not going to list the name of bands, but we have heard some stories, been told some things. Yeah, we can't talk about. <laughs> some stuff we can't mm-hmm. talk about that's been off the mic, but even some magical stuff that is on the mic that they said, you know, has happened. And then mm-hmm. even some some breakthroughs, like you said, the pinkish black thing. I think whiskey helped with that. <laughs> Probably. Um, so did you guys... Like being wanting to be no, not wanting to be, but like being like a pub podcast. You guys were doing this like when you were really drunk, and you were were you finding that you were freer when you were drinking? And so then, I think if I go back and listen to some of the earlier shows, you know I'm I mean? more embarrassed with the stuff I was saying. Yeah, we, we throw them out, we throw it out. <laughs> like we're kind of crazy and over the top now, and a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, y'all are, are shocking." True. You guys have really mellowed out since I've been we listening. Have. But it and is, it's it only been five years. Out, and it is being more <laughs> Which down is weird to earth. I think that I've been friends with y'all for five years. But yeah. it's been like some of our earlier shows, I go back, like I was trying to put together a whole best of show that was like the first oh, 50 uh-huh. and just dividing it up. You and as I was going through it, it I was I like, can't I can't do this because we are out of control. 30 seconds into the very first episode, that gentleman over there wanted to get uh, Ron Washington on with a line of cocaine. <laughs> I still think that would have been a good show. <laughs> <laughs> that was his bribe. I love it. <laughs> to, to the uh, coach of the Rangers. The <laughs> have there any? Have there been any shows where you were just like, oh my gosh, that just happened? Like any shockers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about yeah. having three girls peeing you right in front of the shed? Yeah. Three girls peeing right in front of the shed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that yeah, was a that shocker. Was, that happened. Um, what was the band I thought you were going to kill? A band? 
Yeah. There was a there was I mean whenever when like we've had a it's always weird when someone comes in here and just lights up a cigarette or gets so drunk that they can't hardly do anything. That's Yeah. I and it's when it's, you a, guys it's had an like, awkward uh, deal. Was it were they called, True Widow? Oh yeah, True Widow. I was, yeah, was going to say Black in. Widow. And I remember no, how disappointed you guys were. I yeah. was You were so uh, disappointed. I love that band. I know love, you do. Love 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 that band. And it was just kind of all over the place and very wasn't what we thought it was. It wasn't be. what I thought it was going to be. Um, and that happens every once in a while. You'll get people that come in and they got a different, a different view of what we do. And it's never good when they come in and try to steer the show, mm-hmm. or when they come in and they shut up. That's when. Well, we've gotten to the point now when that does happen. Dustin and I immediately see it and just take it over and kind of do our show while people are in the room <laughs> but back in the day it would bog us down a little bit and you'd have to get used to it some and then so how often do you guys get hit up by people asking you what to do to start a podcast <laughs> man a lot used to we did i don't really get hit anymore i mean well a lot it's become so easy now yeah used to it was kind of difficult but now i think the all the gear and equipment's out yeah. there you can just buy one Easily. little box and start it up yeah you can start a podcast now and really not spend much money too yeah if you'd like and there's so many outlets to upload your podcast to mm-hmm. i recommend it to easy. anyone i think yeah. it's a great form of alternative media and alternative uh news and and it's therapy. And, uh, it's therapeutic for some people. <laughs> to get stuff out. Yeah. And, um, any form of human communication when you're in a room with people and talking, I think, is helpful right now in this day and age. But I mean, you... Actually, I did both get of a us text go a few through, weeks ago about starting a podcast. Both of us go through quite a bit in a week. And it's fun to come on here and just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like this week, this metal show is fucking me up because I have... An hour's worth of... Of the other stuff. Of other stuff to to bitch and complain about and dealing with stupid Republicans. Republicans? (laughs) That girl, that lady. Mm -hmm. I sent you the link to on Facebook. You're still dealing with that? Up until today. Yeah. She kept bringing it up. Kept bringing it up. Kept wanting to fight. I think... uh, It's just just stupid. One thing that kept us... That got us our name out there a lot quicker, too is the um, Dustin had a unrelenting drive to make sure that we stayed active in the music community. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's annoying it's, it's annoying sometimes, but he's right. We got to get our finger our, we got to get our hands dirty sometimes and go see shows and hang out with these people that we love their music and that's always been big on on uh, Dustin's chart of priorities. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helped us out a lot too is that we and we'd go see these bands and develop relationships and have fun with them. And there's uh, a whole community here in Fort Worth that is, you know, arts based. And I see our show being a part of that. Oh yeah, arts for sure. Being able to be a outlet for people to come in and promote their products to their art, not only Fort Worth. I mean, we, I got the numbers here. It's all over the world, you know, but we got a bunch UK. of people that listen out in California. <laughs> we got a bunch of people that listen in New York. We got mm-hmm. a bunch of people that listen in Florida, Miami, you know, um, Arkansas <laughs> for some reason. But just, we got listeners in every state. People download the show in every state. But then we also are simulcast on several different radio stations and then the UK. We got a whole British side of things that's going on, which is weird. Why do Brits want to hear two Texans. knuckleheads from Texas? <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of strange. Um, I wonder if they owe us money. <laughs> we need to get into that. Let's go hunt them down. So um, I know that money? you've noticed that lots of your most popular shows have been political shows, Ooh. like during during yeah. like well, like today we had a an election and i'm mm-hmm. sure you guys will be talking about the results of the election during the show mm-hmm. and stuff but like has that Maybe. surprised you that people really care about what you guys have to say it's kind of strange yeah. because, because you're very neutral both of you but you're very passionate about 
about not letting people be misled. We've both done a test on the show because a lot of people will come in here and go, you guys are Trump supporters, you're Republicans, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll go a month and it will be, you guys are liberals and you guys love Obama and blah, blah, blah. So we both took a test and we're both right in the middle of everything, which... I kind of think is how... Except I was a libertarian anarchist. I don't yeah. think that's in the middle. Really, <laughs> but in the little radar pie chart graph thing, you were more. Yeah. You were a little more left than I was. I was more yeah. in the middle. And Things I can't remember definitely what I was. changed, though, when Trump got elected. When, that's, when he put his hat yeah. in the whole thing, we thought it was going to be comedy and fun times. Yeah. I mean, there's a show I, I, like, I cringe. You us. want a cringeworthy mm-hmm. show? Mm-hmm. It's the one of the times, it wasn't the last time, but it's one of the times me and Motor Scooter came in here, and it was right before the election, and we were talking about that. And I was joking about Trump and how great it's going to be, and we were going back and forth and debating Trump, and we were just kind of ribbing each other and just kind of being silly about it. And then it was like three weeks later, Trump. This is really going to happen. This is really (laughs) happening. I literally cried. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I know. The night of one of our shows. It was the night of one of our shows, and it seriously, this is how it happened. We stopped the show. Hillary won. Hillary's winning. I went to the bar. I remember that. (laughs) We were hanging out. You may have immediately left. I can't remember who was in here with us. Was that one of the ones that Jesse was here, Foster? Was she here? I don't know. Someone was here. We were standing back here talking. All the laptops were closed. Walked to the front of the yard, and I was like, well, I just wonder if it's over, and if they're celebrating, open the phone, Trump won. And it's like... I went to the bar, and as soon as I walked in, people were high-fiving that were Trump people, and I was like, what happened? And then, sure yeah, enough... how the hell... Like, that's walking from here to the front yard. Yeah. yeah. How the hell did that happen? I, I don't even know. I still don't know. But it's weird. Our numbers go up, it seems, and we get more participation uh, with social media and listens and all of it when there's some political things going on like the uh, trump election and months after it uh anything that's uh newsworthy as far as domestic issues like the uh, riots or like all the shootings that we had it seems like there's been several times where dustin and i have come in here after another black man has been murdered by a police officer and we've been like i am so sick of doing these damn shows but you got to talk about it. Yeah, you have to talk about it, A, and then for some reason people want to know what the average man that goes to the bar and average woman that goes to the bar and just, you know, mm-hmm. the average person in America, what they're thinking. And they want to get our pulse, I think, about things. And then um, disasters, too, it seems to be. Like, we've had some disasters that have happened that we've had to talk about, like the shooting, uh, that country music shooting Oh, out mm-hmm. in Vegas. That we did was almost a, a whole show. One of the on hardest that. shows I think I've ever done was that, was because it just was so messed up in my mind that there was these music fans that, and I'm not into country music like right. that, but uh, they, were just, they were just there to enjoy a good rock and roll show, and they got gunned down, and that was just so traumatic to, to me. I think I, didn't How, I start crying during that show. Yeah, because I know I got upset. You got upset at that show. I got upset, and it was just either a few weeks before or a few weeks later, the Bataclan show in France. Yeah, that was with a tough the Eagles of Death Metal, and then watching that documentary and how that documentary it's a great documentary, by the way, that documentary fucked me up. It was HBO, but, what was it called? The I forgot the name of it. Uh, I forgot it's about what the Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah, the Eagles of Death Metal at the Bataclan when they were doing their show. And they show all the footage. And Ooh, I don't know if I could watch that. We were in here. You know, we did a show right after that. And it upset me because this is something that can happen to us at here any time. at any time. Mm-hmm. But it's these people were going to a show to enjoy music, to enjoy life, mm-hmm. to get away, to escape, mm-hmm. to do what they love doing. And... and they didn't make it out of there. Right. And shortly after, I remember there was a, there was a few shows that we went to shortly after that, um, at Lola's and it was when the whole, Oh, the, the, what was it? Uh, ISIS has got these cells that are going to attack yeah. everything oh, was going I around. And, and I remember being at Lola's, Lola's shortly after that. Yeah, yeah. And being kind of, wow, that door's wide open. What if, I mean, all, yeah. you all of a sudden started thinking about that. All you got is poor little Dan at the gate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it got real, real, real yeah. quick. But yeah. uh, 
for, I don't know. I think uh, we've tr- we've talked about this several times about why do people listen to us when there's d- really important domestic issues going on and they could be listening to people that are smart <laughs> and but know what they're doing. I think it's also because we're we're them. Yeah, we're them. Yeah, we are. Our opinions normally do, and our the way we view things normally align with what they think but they want to hear someone else say what they don't have an outlet to say yeah mm-hmm. well we've and we've also we the thing is we we're open-minded to everyone's viewpoints too so yeah. we we want to hear other people's views and people that don't think like us at all and we want to you know talk yeah and, and there's even times mean. where both of us have to call each other out on shit especially yeah. when like hold on robots robots that blow people up that blow people up so the the, the police thing. <laughs> I think the coolest, the most rewarding thing about our podcast, and I told uh, Dustin this earlier in the week, is early in the week, it was yesterday, <laughs> is when I get a text and it's from someone that I didn't know was listening to the show, mm-hmm. and they're like, man, you said exactly what I was thinking, or Dustin said exactly what I was thinking, man, uh, or you know, whoever was in here, and I'm like, man, that that's, that's probably the coolest part of the show is when you get interaction like that, where someone's like, man, what you said touched me. Um, and I agree with, or, or, and on the other side, we have a friend, good friend that we, you know, that, uh, we do zoom happy hours or we used to, and (laughs) she'll be more than happy to call us out and say, Hey, that was crap. Here's why. And, and that's, that's just as cool too, because it means that people are listening and it is fun seeing that in the the different chat rooms when people are responding to what's going on the show. Now you can't always react to it or talk about what they're doing because it's either delayed or we've moved on every time i do it too that's no great. One's in there it's yeah, like whenever i'm in there messing around i think last week, I screwed up the week thomas said that something was screwed up last week like on youtube side and because there were people in there but no one was talking but thomas said he was talking and it finally started working he had to reload it halfway through and it finally started talking something like that oh interesting so how many times have you wanted to quit it's <laughs> like 20 minutes before you got in here <laughs> at least five minutes for every show every week i think the, the man honestly i think the older and the longer we've done it the more i don't think about quitting anymore i don't either it's like uh back in the day it was it was uh when we were figuring each other out and just figuring out how to do it and figured uh-huh. it was a lot more stressful and now it's more just like we're having a good time and yeah we yeah. know what the we know what our vehicle is and how we we know how to use it in our daily lives and it's blown off steam and nope. especially like right now just right into the microphone sorry like right now I haven't I haven't thought about quitting the show in a in quite a bit in quite a while mm-hmm. I have thought about it at times like how would this end up how would we quit how would we die down or just pull the plug and walk away type thing. Mm-hmm. But I haven't since COVID. I haven't even thought about that. Like Which that hasn't even again. crossed my mind. We never. And that's the other thing. We didn't take it. I don't. Did we take one week off? I don't think we took. We've any never time taken off a week at all off. for COVID. But Which, we've never taken a week off. We've always had a show every mm-hmm. week. When the, for the COVID was the first time we actually thought about, now. though, we had to sit down and have a conversation. Okay, are we going to just go ahead and start doing the uh, remote thing, or are mm-hmm. we going to show up? And I felt both of us agreed. Like, it felt like we needed to come together just so people knew that there is a way to still do what you always do and keep six feet apart. I think we even wore a mask the first show. <laughs> I think we did until we got tired of them about 15 minutes We in. probably still should, but... Uh, but we both also trust each other. No, I mean, if I've been somewhere weird, I'm going to tell him. Like, I'm going to be like, dude, I've gone somewhere. <laughs> like one of those eyes wide shut, shut orgy parties. parties. Yeah. <laughs> If I go to an eyes wide shut orgy party, oh, and we're I just thought you were coughing each other's face. Eyes wide shut orgy party. <laughs> no, but like if if you I go one? somewhere, <laughs> if I go somewhere and I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't know about this week. You know, uh, the decision's up to you. But I went here, and I just want you to know that. Have you had that? Yeah, no. a couple of times. Yeah, I told uh, when I first got put on the. Um, when I had to, when they shut everything down, my job forced me to go to Walmart's mm-hmm. and stock, just stock Walmart's. And uh, I had to, I text Dustin and said, "Hey, I don't know if you're comfortable with this because I've got major exposure, and I know you do too. And 
I'm coming to your house though. It's a little different. It's not like you're coming to my house. So we've we've addressed it, and and I, I've I've told him I was like it's however you feel comfortable. I'm okay with it. We should probably get a thermometer out here actually. <laughs> but we also think that <laughs> I drive all the way it. over here, and you're like, nope, you can't nope, come nope, in. Can't come in. <laughs> no, but we also feel we both had it. So yeah, we think so, we got it out in LA. We think we got it in LA. Gotcha. So have you guys been surprised at um, your YouTube following and how it's grown? Has it? We want more. I yeah, don't think it has it's grown. Gross. Has it? It's YouTube's all an ex. I still see it as experimental because it's not. I mean, we're building out the way it looks, the way it feels. I'm not 100 percent happy with it yet, but that'll take a while mm-hmm. and time. Well, we also haven't been that guy that goes, "Hey, give us a like, subscribe, subscribe and all that stuff, and get but updates from us." We should. There is a steady stream of people commenting on stuff. There is, a, you know, you see, subscri- yeah, I get subscription notifications, such such subscribe, such such subscribe, all the time. So that's kind of cool. We're back. You know, YouTube took away monetization a few months ago, and the limits were ridiculous. And I was like, we're never going to reach those limits. There's no way. And it was like a month later we hit them. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, the- okay. The uh, I think the most aggravating thing about YouTube is just the the um, a lot of what we do is is pop culture, which is copyrighted material, and it's really annoying when we are just we're huge music and and comedy fans and movie fans and whatever, and we we have good bits and stuff that we play that feeds off that that um, that pop culture synergy, but when we use it in a creative fashion. We get scolded by YouTube. <laughs> like you, if we have a, one yeah. of our one of the local bands in here and we play one of their tracks, it always gets flagged because I mean, if you don't talk about it, well, Mountain of Smoke came in and said we give permission. Yeah. on the show, I think everybody says we give permission for you to play this. I yeah. ask what track do you but want. The bots a don't lot care. of them will ask what track you want to play. It's cool. We play this. We're permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bots well, don't care. <laughs> the problem is yeah. they. A lot of these, a lot of the bands use CD Baby or uh, CD Now or whatever to upload their music, and when they do, CD Now takes over the rights of the music for the digital rights. So all the fights I'm fighting right now, there's like six or seven of them, and the two are through CD Baby. They're fighting through them, and all it has to do is go back to the band, and the band will go okay. Oh, uh-huh. And then you get the royalties back up, or the... Except the me things, they, won't, the they won't say okay. They're always... But the me things aren't... They think we need to pay They're them. not on anything. Oh. So we get away with all their music. <laughs> That's funny. But they still try to sue us. Yeah. There is a couple of lawsuits against uh, Indian Casino Records. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the questions I had written down. What's the one band, Matt, that you've been blown away that we had in here? Locally, that actually showed up. Um, the bands that have blown me away, uh-huh. like the one band you're like, they're actually going to come in here and sit down with us and do the show. I think when we got the KMFDM, that was pretty. That was a crazy, pretty big one, but, but we locally. had to go to him. Locally, I was freaked out when, man, anytime the Dufort guys come in, especially Dodie, when Dodie comes in with Duel or we've had one House Harkonnen show, uh, those are, that was cool when, the they, ha- when the, they first came in. The House Harkonnen show was fantastic. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe the, uh, HK's coming in. It's cool when Jesse Fry comes in. The first big band, I think, or I'm going to say band that I was actually like, oh my God, they're coming in, because I didn't really know anybody in the band, was Duel. Yeah, Duel was cool when they at the came time. In. I Mountain kinda Smoke was cool. Harry knew, kind of barely knew them, but I didn't know them. And now it's like everybody on that wall. I pretty much feel like we're brothers with. I mean, we can go out and hang out and drink and hang out and party and do shit with. And now I see half those guys all the time. Anyway. At least once a week. 
I think that's been the most rewarding thing out of all this is we were we started out as three guys that were just hanging out at the bar up on Roof Snow, played local music with some of these guys, never really spent any time with them, never really got to know them, but actually developing friendships with everyone has been amazing. Yeah. And it's cool when these musicians come in and you can tell... They don't know yet, but you can tell, hey, you're going to do some stuff in this music scene. Like uh, Richard and Henry the Archer, when they came down and they came in first in, we knew that he was probably going to be pretty... That may have been the second band we had in. He, he, we knew he band. was going to get a pretty quick following and, and his, he was going to do really well in this music community. And to see him do it was cool, especially when he played Fortress Fest. Yeah, that was really cool. That mm-hmm. was neat seeing him do that. and then Watching that band grow and change and grow... And just keep trucking through. It's been really cool seeing them. Uh, the me thinks we're already kind of a big deal. <laughs> or a, a, I, I'm going to put the me thinks as like a, a, a legacy band. Been around forever, been doing their thing, and they love what they do. But then seeing like a new guy moving from New Jersey, build a band out of lucked out getting two badasses to join him right off the bat I mean whatever which they were friends but you move into town and you get two badass players with you right (laughs) off the bat and then you just start doing what you're doing which all that came from our buddy Chris uh, who does our hair (laughs) his hair (laughs) not mine my hair (laughs) gave Richard my number Richard called me we talked for like an hour one day on the phone and then we met up at uh sparks and chit chatted for another two hours and talked about doing a photo shoot did the photo shoot he came in or either he came in it was just him he came in by himself the first time did he i think so and like the next week he's real timid and and then he came he would just show up at random all the time and bring us dildos (laughs) and then he was still traveling back and forth to different places and would stop when he'd come into town would swing through here and stuff yeah and um wanted him to he wanted to be a part of the show and work on the show and do stuff but this is it's tough i'll put that out there right now you have to have especially right now you know this susie you you have to have (laughs) nerves of steel and be ready to get punched in the balls a lot or and made fun of or lady balls labia balls yeah and if anyone that reads it is it going to be read Uh or okay if anyone reads it and they want us to check their stuff out and come on the show whatever just send an email or uh, get in touch with us and we'll check it out we're not snobs (laughs) like we we it does take us a while sometimes to get back with people but if you're a band uh, you know, keep sending us stuff. We're not, I know it seems like we've kind of fallen off on the music scene a little bit and focused on comedy and stuff, but we're still love and are fans of local music. So send us your demos or CDs or tracks or which you've gotten three your in records. The last week, two weeks. Send us your cassette tapes, your, your mini disc. Nice. Yeah. Your mini disc. Yeah, your mini disc. Um, yeah. And VHS recordings. I don't know how long this whole COVID thing is going to be going, but that is one thing. Uh, we're open to whoever's comfortable and we've now set up the whole zoom cam that people can come in so okay um there's a lot of people out there that need help right now or need to promote something or need to talk about something or need to there's so many of those gofundme things going on or the donation shows going on that we don't know about there's too many going on and it'd be great, you know, if someone needs to get information out there, they can. We should do one. So I can get <laughs> <Yeah>. some gas money. <laughs> if anyone wants to make a donation for Stubbs to get gas to drive over here to do the show, we'll be more than happy That's to take it. That's not why you need the gas. <laughs> you moved to Dallas. Hey, we got to represent the 214, too. i got to take and a call. You need to take a call? Mm-hmm. Our British numbers are high. Yeah, we can be all done. Yeah, we can be done. If you think of anything else, you can ask us. Something. I will. Yeah, I've got a couple weeks before I have to turn this in. Cool. Yeah. And...
and that's how that went. It was a fun little interview she put together. And uh, go to the Fort Worth Weekly and uh, check out the article she wrote up. It's really good. She did a fantastic job on it. I know it made her crazy doing it, but uh, we appreciate it. It's pretty freaking awesome. It was a good way to celebrate our seventh year of doing a podcast six months later. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week in the studio, in the temple, with um, some friends of ours that are starting up a record label. And in two weeks, we're going to have a uh, local Fort Worth politician in, and that should be real interesting. We'll see how that goes. So until then... Uh, see ya. <laughs>